Welcome to this episode of Musings of the Sacred, hosted by William Catling and produced by myself, Gillette Cervantes. I wanted to personally extend a welcome into our second season, where we go back into the roots of the sacred. Our upload time in this new season is Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We thank you for your support and hope you continue to listen. Each week, we focus on the thoughtful ways to engage life, the natural world, and God. This episode is on the sacred path of life. When we look back over our lives, we find that many things have altered. Our path or caused us to change directions. The way a single decision impacts not just one life, but generations to follow. Here is one of those stories. There was a man whose father had been a Marine Corps veteran of the Pacific Theater in World War II. Like many other veterans, his father did not talk much about those years. It was not something that generation did. The father did share one dramatic episode of his experience. He was on a ship heading to one of the islands where battle was expected when the commanding officer on board called him into his office. The commander shared that he saw some outstanding qualities in this young Marine and asked him to become his personal aide. The father agreed to serve in this way, and at the next island invasion, a few days later, his entire platoon was killed in action. One request of the commanding officer and one answer from the man's father, and he realized just how thin the path was that led to his existence. You might have a story like this in your family, when the path of life seems to be as thin as a thread at points along the way. It's healthy to look back over our lives and recall the journey that had led us to our current place in life. For many of you, this map of your life may include living in other countries or different cities or your travels and adventures. For others, it could be that you have done little actual traveling, but your internal road has been filled with change and redirection. Both are meaningful, the outer and the inner journey. It's good to look back over the way we have come, to see the twists and turns of life and the many steep hills we have climbed along the way and the deep shadowed valleys where we got lost. We also notice the gentle meadows, the quiet beaches, and those people that helped us on our journey. It's one thing to look back and revisit the outer and inner journeys of our lives, it is much more difficult to peer into the future to see where we are going. Our momentum gives us a sense of the direction we are heading in. A rhythm develops, and the days seem to move forward with patterns that appear to predict our future. Maps are a way of seeing where we plan to go. A two-dimensional aerial view of all the possible routes and landmarks. Maps use symbols and different types of lines to show us roads, freeways, cities, intersections, landscape, and bodies of water. There are legends that provide what each coded mark means, like a short dashed line stands for a walking trail. Now with our GPS smartphones, we can put in almost any destination and get a map with step-by-step -step directions for our journey. It will even verbally direct us as we approach each intersection. 
What these different types of maps cannot do is predict the future or inform us who we will meet or what could happen based on the route we choose. In Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, it says, Thou will make known to me the path of life. The psalmist declares that God will make it known to us which path is life-giving, which way is most likely to increase our vitality, open the doors we long for, leading us into a bright and sustainable future. The rigid rules of our childhood, designed to keep us safe, are not the best maps to guide us into unknown territory. Learning to trust in God and seek out understanding and wisdom for our travels requires a different approach to life. Traveling as an adult in faith is an adventure of the highest order. We use the maps of others to inspire us, stories, parables, living examples. We trust in our communities to support us. We realize that the directions we need will be there when we get to each intersection. It is like walking through the mist and discovering the meadow when we step out from the trees. More than just guiding us, in John 14, Jesus says that I am the way. He is our guide and our path. Jesus embodies the map. He is both trail and trail guide. He walks beside us, waits ahead, no matter which trail we choose. As we grow in our traveling abilities, we learn to trust the one who is the map. There are references to old maps and new maps throughout the Bible. Some examples might be Egypt is an old map and the wilderness becomes the new map with all new landmarks and possibilities. There are old and new wineskins. There's the law and then there's grace. There's the cleanliness by ritual and then there's God's declaration of what is clean. There's the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's learning to sit and there's learning to walk. There's learning to experience sacrifice and also full access. Now, in the time of Jesus, some of the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, had developed over 600 rules regarding how the Sabbath should be observed. These were rigidly adhered to and policed. Along with the Ten Commandments, the prophets, and systems of ritual sacrifice and atonement combined to create a very extensive map to be considered clean and right before the community and before God. 